Hey, hey, this is episode 14, Layering Our Struggles to Meet Our Needs. This podcast is for parents that want solutions, not just sympathy for the many personal struggles that come with raising children with special needs. Welcome to Parents Have Special Needs Too, and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. So, layering our struggles to meet our needs. What does that even mean? Let's just jump into it. So, in order to answer that question, what do I mean by that? I got to go back and answer another question, which is, why do we even do that? And maybe you haven't noticed that you do it. I mean, the truth is that I didn't notice it either until I listened to... um my good friend Tony Robbins and he's not my good friend he's my good friend in my mind because I listen to him and follow his work and I think he's awesome um yeah I mean we're good friends he just doesn't know it yet so but maybe one day one day he'll know (laughs) anyway so here's here's what's going on Tony Robbins has taught me that we have two kinds of problems, right? A quality problem and then a problem that covers up that quality problem. So a quality problem is something that requires us to develop and to progress in our life in order to overcome that problem that's being presented. And then a problem that covers that up is a cyclical problem that can keep us stuck going back and forth um, in certain emotions in order to distract us or protect us from needing to take action on that first quality problem. Okay. So here's an example of that. Um, let's say a quality problem is you have a child who needs to learn how to speak because they're currently nonverbal. So they need a way of communicating and they want to use, um, therapists are suggesting a, um, picture exchange, communication system and which is kind of like learning um, a new language in a sense when you're trying to teach your child to do that thing Um, to you know it's when they need something they can open up a book or an app or whatever and they point to the picture so they can tell you hey I want this and then you can form more complex sentences with different pictures and as they develop and grow so they can communicate more specifically so this takes a different kind of effort And for me anyway, more effort on the part of the parent in order to learn and teach this communication system to your child. So it requires your time, your development, right, your development and commitment in order to do this um, different than how you have been doing it likely with your other children, which is I say the word, I imitate it, they pick it up, we communicate using our words And it's just kind of something that happens naturally without me needing to set aside time to learn it. So it's almost like learning a second language. Okay, so that is a a problem that we are facing to that requires us to develop in some form. So what happens is that when you come up against that, what you can experience is an amount of overwhelm of how am I going to fit this into my schedule? I don't, or my child isn't responding quickly or they're not picking up on it quickly or 
I, I have several other children that also need my attention. And so whatever it is, there are things that are going to require you to learn to time manage better, learn to set aside time to do this with your child, to be willing to put together the books or the app or to program the app to get the new information into it. So there's a lot that can go into making this happen and then practicing, right? Because it takes um, a little bit more time to stop and require your child to use this app in order to get what they need, even when you as the parent are probably able to easily pick up on the cues of what they need, especially if they can point and create some sort of verbalization as far as a yes or a no, that is what I want or what, or no, that's not what I want. So, but what we can do, so if that's the first initial quality problem, what tends to happen if you are experiencing overwhelm with that or fear or any sort of negative emotion or uncomfortableness with it, you can often create secondary problems is what I'll call them. So a secondary problem is more of a cyclical problem where you cycle back and forth between emotions such as a, a passive emotion like depression to an active emotion like frustration. And you cycle back and forth in between these things, spending your time meeting some of your emotional needs through getting attention through these emotions in order to mask or distract from needing to grow in order to overcome the first problem or conflict that you were initially presented with. So that might look like feeling overwhelmed and depressed at the idea of needing to implement this and just talking about how hard it is to raise a child with special needs and that you don't have enough energy because you're not getting enough sleep at night or several other different things, which might be true, right? But now you're kind of capitalizing on it as far as like, I'm a bit of a victim to my situation here and this is very overwhelming and I can't do this. Um, and it's just one more thing to my plate. I mean, I have all these other kids and these other responsibilities then it just gets kind of put on the back burner and there's justification why you can do that. And then eventually you get to the point where it's like, man, I'm just, I feel bad that I'm not doing this for this child, right? I've been postponing it up to this point because it's been, you know, I've just been so overwhelmed that then you kind of kick into frustration and you get frustrated and then you you feel a little bit more powerful because you kind of get sick after a while of feeling like a victim and overwhelmed and, and like you can't do anything that you kick yourself into a place of feeling powerful, which frustration and anger can often do that. It can fuel action in which you're willing to step forward and take some time to initiate getting that app programmed with the pictures that they need to communicate and sitting down and starting to communicate in certain areas but eventually that that burns out and once that burns out you go ahead and cycle back into the depression or the overwhelm um, that you were feeling previously so how does this cycle meet our human needs so according to Tony Robbins, he says there are at least four basic 
emotional human needs that we have. There's a couple more that he mentions, but I'm only going to mention four here. And they are one, certainty or stability. Two, uncertainty or variation. Number three, significance. And number four, connection or love. Now what Tony teaches is that when you have a cycle of emotions, or he calls it a crazy eight, when you have this cycle between emotions, if having that emotion meets more than one, especially three of these emotions, then you have an addiction to that and that emotion. Therefore, even though it's not something that you necessarily like, you use it because it's effective in getting these needs met. So in our example, how would we be meeting any of these needs? So let's say that you're using um, depression as the reason why it's difficult for you to um, help your child learn this, right? That you're suffering from this really intense depression um, and overwhelm. Um, so you have to ask, you ask yourself the questions, okay, like how certain am I that I can get into this depression, right? Like on a scale of one to 10, say that you're an eight, like, yeah, I can definitely get into this depression. Well, how certain are you that you can stay there? Yeah, I can definitely stay there, right? And we get a lot of attention for that because when we're down in, when we're feeling depressed, we often do get sympathy or empathy or some sort of connection from other people where they're willing to come and help us and listen to us, right? And when they come to listen to us, we're able to share with them our story and what's happening and how... um caring for a child with special needs is overwhelming. And I'm not saying that it's not like it, it definitely is. But in this instance, the question is, are we using it as an excuse to stay stuck in our lives and stay in a place of cyclical suffering, right? Something that's not going to be useful to us in the long run, right? There are quality problems that in the long run can help us and ones that in the short term help us, but in the long run, they don't. Okay, so in this case, right, the depression is able to create certainty because we know that we can control that aspect of our emotions, right? We can get in depression, we can stay in depression, right, at a high level, and then we are able to receive some connection from those that comfort us at those times. And then we're able to feel significant, right, because we're getting that connection that we need but also it's like we we have this overwhelming depression from raising a child that has special needs um which is really hard but how we're using that emotion is what matters right that you are using it to feel significant right and that what's more important you can control that right and that is where we feel powerful enough to meet our own needs when they're not getting met in other ways, right? That we can meet them this way. And this isn't the only way that you can meet your own needs, right? There are many other ways we can do it. 
But when we find a way that's something we already know or that's familiar or that's easy to go to, doesn't require so much work and entering the unknown, um, then we tend to, to cycle that way, right? At least this has been my experience. So now once we've been in depression or overwhelmed for a while, it gets kind of boring. So then we want to have some variation, right? Which is another human need. So we decide to let's pop over to feeling frustrated with our situation and we're going to start taking some action. And we're going to start doing the therapy. We're going to start practicing the communicating and have them do that. And we do that for a while and that feels good. And then eventually we do cycle back to depression because it's the consistency is really hard to deal with. It's hard to stay consistent all the time with the other stuff that's going on. So then we cycle back into depression and we're able to do that again and again. And so this is a kind of a really clever way, right, for us to be able to meet the human needs that we legitimately have. So the question is, is this problem worth it? Is this a problem Say that the problem, the secondary problem, is that you have depression or struggle with it. Not on a clinical level, right? And, um, but you still do struggle with it in a sense that you feel, um, like you're a victim to it. Like you don't have a choice out of it, right? And you're the only one that can really make that call. So, you gotta dig deep and figure that out for yourself. Now, if you're able to understand that, yeah, actually I am using this as a mask because I struggle with the idea of needing to grow and develop and change myself, which is a different kind of problem and challenge and is really uncomfortable in order to to take this step, right? And maybe I feel guilty that I don't want to do that because it's something my child needs, but I don't want to do it and I feel guilty about even thinking that, you know, because a good parent wouldn't think that, right? They would be willing to sacrifice for their child, right? Which I'm sure most of you are already doing on so many levels. But just one more could be the straw that breaks the camel's back, you know, so that kind of a, that kind of a thing that's happening. It can be, it can be difficult in that sense. But either you can step into the uncomfort of doing that and developing or you can come to this area, right? Because when we want to grow and develop, we often don't get all of our basic human needs met. If we're talking about the emotional needs of certainty and uncertainty and significance and connection and love, when you're coming up against a problem or a challenge that's requiring you to grow, you don't often initially get the connection and love you want or feel significant or have the validation or the certainty or uncertainty. In some cases you do, right? But in others, you just, you're not sure. Like you don't have control over that because you're now going into unknown territory of development. Where if you're stepping back into the cycle of emotions that you're familiar with and you've been going back and forth between for years, you know that you have control there. But when you develop and and confronting a quality problem that can move you forward in your life, it's unknown. It's unfamiliar. So in this way, 
it makes sense why we're going to use one problem to mask the other one. It makes total sense. But just because it makes sense doesn't necessarily mean it's a good idea, right? That it's going to serve us in the long run. So, if any of this has rung true with you or vibed with you or however you want to say that it just clicked and you're like yes yes this makes sense I think I'm doing this thing then what I want to ask you is do you want to keep doing that because you totally can you totally can and that's fine but do you want it and if you don't want it I want to encourage you to sit down and examine the emotions that you're going back and forth between, go ahead and identify them. What are they? And how are you meeting those needs for yourself? And to what extent on a scale of one to 10, eight, nine, four, five, how intense is it? How are you actually meeting those needs? It's been really empowering and enlightening to approach my cyclical problems with this frame of mind, realizing that I'm doing it for a purpose. I'm meeting my emotional needs. Now, is there a way I can meet them differently by going through the process of addressing the initial problem I'm trying to cover up, confronting it, and figuring out how to overcome that? Because I can tell you that on the other side of confronting a quality problem, right? A problem that moves us forward in our life is a lot more fulfillment and a lot less stuckness. So hopefully you got some good food for thought today. And as always, wishing you well on your journey of raising a child with special needs. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next Friday with another podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Take care.